0: started last uh, Sunday night, um, Roman numeral 5 in our giant outline, the conclusion, and uh, we're looking at uh, chapters 47, uh, of course to the end of the book, and uh, we talked first of all of the death of Jacob, which is kind of what we're on now, chapter 47, verse 27 to the middle of chapter number 50, uh, we spoke of Jacob's uh, foreknowledge, and the uh, he first spoke to his chosen favorite in uh, verse 27 of chapter 47 to the end of chapter number 48. And uh, speaking to Joseph, and we saw how that he adopted Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and the blessings that were given there, and the pictures of that. And um, and then now we get to chapter 49, which is just an amazing passage of Scripture, and um, uh, just the prophecy that is in this chapter. Um And the specifics and what God did uh, with these tribes just as Jacob said. Uh, This is chapter 49 is the uh, reason that Jacob is in Hebrews chapter number 11. Um, And uh, it says that when he was old he leaned upon a staff and he blessed his children. And um, here we see what all he says to his children And uh, so we're going to look at this tonight and um, see what the Lord has for us, However far we get. Uh, But uh, let's read there in chapter 49, verse number 1. It says, And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, O ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. He calls the boys together, and he's going to tell each of them. What lies ahead of them? and uh, so let's pray, and then we're going to get into the message tonight. I would ask you one more prayer request. I want to take this time to share it. Uh, do pray if you would for Miss Lorreen Jones's family. Uh, as was mentioned earlier this week, um, her grandson passed away unexpectedly. The funeral services uh, they are tomorrow, ten to twelve um, at Webster's funeral home in Fairfield. and uh, so if you would, just please pray for their family, uh, Trish and uh, Rachel and the entire family, and but especially Miss Lorene, if you would, and uh, pray for the services tomorrow that the Lord would be honored and the gospel preached tomorrow. So, uh, but just pray for that, uh, please, if you would. Dylan, asked prayer for himself and uh, for Brother Jackson as well, and uh, so just please keep these things in your in your prayers, please. Let's pray, Father, we love you, and I pray that Lord, you just open your Word up to us tonight. Thank you, God, for the power of the Word of God. Lord, this uh, this passage of Scripture is just amazing. And, um, and the prophetic words that are here and how you use Jacob and, and that you've done accordingly. And, uh, Father, I just pray that, Lord, you just, again, as we pray, open our eyes that we behold wondrous things out of thy law. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit would have free reign as our teacher and our guide, our comforter, convictor, whatever our spiritual need is. And, uh, Father, I do pray for Miss Lorene and her family. I pray that you give them comfort, grace, and strength, especially in the services tomorrow. We'll just please work in their lives. Now, Father, we love you. and I just pray that you would just blessed now this time. In your name I pray. Amen. First of all, I want to see the gathering of his sons. Um, I threw this out there last week, and I just want you to keep in mind, and we'll kind of swing back to it at the end of the message, I believe um what we see here again is god um tells jacob and obviously the holy spirit is in charge of this situation jacob didn't make these things up and then god did it god had it planned and revealed it to jacob all right and jacob then shared it and uh jacob obviously was under the direction of the holy spirit of god that's how you can tell a true prophet from a false prophet uh, according to uh the word of god if uh What they say doesn't happen. They were a liar, all right? They weren't a true prophet. But everything that uh, Jacob said here, Holy Spirit told him to. And uh, obviously, it was for his sons. Exactly as he said is exactly what happened in their life. But I also kind of took a step back, and I encourage you to look at this also through these eyes, that I believe you also see Israel's history and future in the prophecy with these sons. And so keep it in mind, and uh, and, I... I As I was studying this the last two weeks, I've kept this up sitting there. I kind of keep glancing at it as I uh, was studying this. But uh, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi, I believe, is a picture of Israel all the way to the time of Christ. Judah uh, would be next in his prophecies, which obviously is uh, a picture of... Uh, the Lord Jesus would come from the tribe of Judah. Uh, Then Zebulun and Issachar, I believe, uh, will cover uh, Israel's time of dispersal and uh, time of the Gentiles. Dan, will be, I believe, a picture and a representation of the Antichrist. And then Gad, Asher, and Naphtali during these, the last days of the tribulation. Uh, and then Joseph and Benjamin, a second coming of Christ, when Israel will say, Behold our God, and God will say, Behold my people. And uh, that day is still to come as well. So now you say, I don't really know if that's, I don't know if I believe that. All right? I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it was a wonderful picture, but pictures are what they are. All right? You say, I don't want to go down that path. Okay, just ignore that part and just enjoy the rest. All right? So, all right, but uh, let's look at this real quick. All right? So the first thing he does, he gathers his sons together here in verse 1 and 2. He tells them all to come. He knows he's going to pass away. And uh, we've already read the verses. He says, gather ye sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. And then we go talk about here, for the rest of the, really the rest of our time, the giving to his sons. So the gathering of his sons and now the giving to his sons. And uh, we're just going to go right through, just as Jacob did, follow along here. And uh, we'll, same order, and we'll just read it and speak of what Jacob said. First of all, in verse 3 and 4, we have Reuben. All right, Reuben. Reuben. It says, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. Then defilest thou it, he went up to my couch. So he brings Reuben in. So one at a time. You got, we got to use our thoughts here. It's a little bit of imagination to picture what's going on. All right. But he's he's, Jacob kind of sits up in bed, calls the boys together. First boy comes in firstborn Reuben. Reuben comes and he's standing there by the bedside and we see what Jacob says to Reuben. First of all, he talks about his unique position in verse number 3, thou art my firstborn. And uh Reuben probably kind of sits there with some apprehension. No one really knows what all's going on here. Thou art my firstborn. Now y'all picturing Reuben standing there? All right. Y'all picturing it? All right. Thank with me right then he says this my might oh yeah right come on Joshua you can act this out on the on the cuff I didn't talk to you did I hey, here we are, ready Reuben alright there's Reuben alright my firstborn my might oh yeah see he does a good job right my might the beginning of my strength oh yeah the excellency of dignity. Oh, yeah, right? And the excellency of power. you feeling pretty good, aren't you? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, right? This unique position that he has. But then his unstable personality. Unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel. that kind of deflate you on it right you can see Reuben kind of being built up there and then all of a sudden he says unstable as water Reuben lacked character he lacked courage he lacked conviction he would not excel Um, Reuben would go on just as his father said um Nothing wonderful came from the tribe of Reuben. They, um, there were no judges that came, no leaders that came from the tribe. Um, they would settle uh, there near the Jordan River. When Korah rebelled, I think we're pretty familiar with that, Korah would rebel against Moses. It was the tribe of Reuben that stood with Korah. When in First Chronicles chapter five and verse 26, when it talks about Israel being taken captive and then taken into a foreign land, which we know would eventually would happen to all the tribes, but according to First Chronicles chapter five, the very first tribe to be captured and taken was Reuben. You say, "Well, poor Reuben, well, you, know, you got you to understand, that Reuben should have been in a unique position. He was the firstborn. He had these responsibilities. For whatever reason this is not the message, but I do want to say it that the the devil hates the firstborn. The devil always goes after the firstborn. He goes after all, but because God deserves the best, the first fruits. I'm not saying every firstborn should, you know, be a missionary or pastor, but I am saying this that it's just something I've seen in my forty seven years of existence that Devil goes after these things, and um, as parents know that, as children know that, I say it. I'm a firstborn, but um, the devil got into Reuben's life, and Reuben never became what he could have been. His unique position, his unstable personality, but it's all because of his unscrupulous passions. See, what do you mean? Verse number four, second half. Because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it. He went up to my couch. You don't have to turn there, but in Genesis chapter 35, we talked about it before. It's mentioned, and then the story goes on. But in Genesis chapter number 35, Reuben commits a immoral sin with Bilhah, one of the maidservants who bore Jacob children. And he commits an immoral sin. And in the passage, it's mentioned that he did this sin. I believe it was a grievance to his father. But if this verse didn't exist, you would think he got away with it. But Jacob never forgot. Jacob never forgot. And here, and I kind of also, if I could give you a third picture in this passage, is the fact that one day all of God's children will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Reuben thought he got away with it, but he didn't. Jacob rehearses his sin and because of Reuben's sin he would not excel because of his, and again it isn't just because he sinned I want everybody to catch this it's because he didn't repent of his sin he never confessed his sin be sure your sin will find you out we reap what we sow, and there's a positive to that. You can read there in the in the epistles. If we, we reap the spiritual, we God will bless us in this way. But if we sow to the flesh, we will reap destruction. Reuben should have had the blessing of the family. He should have been the leader of the family. He should have God, God should that should have been just speaking according to their customs. He should have had a double blessing. He should have had a birthright. He should have been a leader. But because of his wicked sin. That he did not confess. And did not repent. He was unstable. His children would stand with the wrong crowd. His family would eventually be in destruction. And taken into captivity first not say much else it's just simply this if there's sin in our life we need to confess it and get it right with the Lord and even if you think you got away with it God knows and even if you think well nothing bad is happening God knows and we will stand before the Lord one day there was Reuben there was Simeon next not just Simeon Simeon and Levi Verse number five now Jacob brings them both up together probably because you remember what these two men did they they did uh, a they murdered uh, a man in an entire city uh, through trickery and deceit and um, caused a very blemish a great blemish in the eyes of the people it says in verse number five Simeon and Levi are brethren instruments of cruelty are in their habitations O my soul come not thou into their secret unto their assembly mine honor be not thou united for in their anger they slew a man and in their self-will they dig down a wall cursed be their anger for it was fierce and their wrath for it was cruel i will divide them in jacob and scatter them in israel what does he prophesy here about simeon and levi he first thing he mentions verse number five their close brotherhood they simeon and levi are brethren they were, they, were, they were kind of joined, the two of them. They were joined in their sin. They were joined in their activities. They, they fellowshiped together and, unfortunately, in the wrong way. Proverbs gives a whole lot of teaching and a whole lot of warning that we better be careful. And uh, this is not just for young people, by the way. This is for young people and adults and children. Be careful about the crowd that you're hanging around with. Because if they keep enticing and keep pulling you in a, a wrong direction, you'll find yourself evil communication corrupts good manners every time. And so be very careful about this. And these two, they fed each other. They fed each other into walking more wicked, into doing things they should not. They were a brotherhood. They, they were brethren, he says in verse number 5. Be careful, young people. Because when we rebel against authorities and we go on and we live with that underlying rebellious heart. It will cost us down the road more than you realize. They were close brotherhood. But then the rest of verse number 5 and verse 6 he speaks of their criminal behavior. They had been wicked. Wicked. He refers to it as their cruel acts. Now when Jacob says there in verse uh, uh, number 6. Oh my soul come not thou into their secret. They have been instruments of cruelty. But, O my soul, come not thou into their secret. Jacob is again affirming that he had nothing to do with what they did. Their act was kept from him. Their act was one of deception. And Jacob didn't know anything about it. And he was separating from their sin. When they slew Shechem and destroyed the city. So let's talk about and they slayed a man in their anger and they digged a wall. They, they not only killed Shechem, but they destroyed the entire city. You see, a close brotherhood a criminal behavior and a continued blame. In verse number seven, he says, curse be their anger. Sin always brings a curse in our life. He wasn't cursing them. He was cursing their sin. But their anger was fierce. Again, to every child of God, put anger away. But he said, let curse be their anger and their wrath, for it was cruel. Then he says, I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. So what happens? Well, Simeon Simeon, uh, and Levi both, they're going to be scattered and divided. Simeon would get an inheritance, just as his father said, but it would not last long. Simeon would soon, they would move, they would kind of be vagabonds, they wouldn't stay in one place, and they would join in and kind of be absorbed by the other tribes, and they soon would uh, not be mentioned much at all. By the time you get uh, as early as Numbers chapter number 26, they do a census of all the people and all the tribes, and Simeon is by that time the smallest of the tribes, they're already just they're they're, they're dissipating into uh, the rest of the tribes, and it was Simeon in um, that that stood against. They rebelled and they they just they were absorbed by the other tribes and pretty much disappeared soon. But again, um, Levi a little bit different. Levi was just as guilty as, as Simeon in what happened at Shechem. But something different happened in Levi. With Levi, you remember in Exodus when Moses goes on top of the mountain. And he hears from God. But down, down at the bottom of the mountain, Israel is doing what? They're worshiping a false god they build this golden calf they 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 dance around this calf idolatry comes in and when moses comes down god tells him what's going on he comes down and rebukes israel not going to go through everything but moses said this phrase he said who is on the lord's side and in exodus chapter 32 and verse number 26 there was one tribe that said we are And that tribe was the tribe of Levi. We are on the Lord's side. And they stood out. And um, I believe God respected that. Because Simeon, they scattered, they, they were just absorbed into the other tribes. Levi did not get an inheritance, a plot of land, but God did something special with them. Right? What did God do with the tribe of Levi? They, they would come. They, they would be the priest. Amen? They would be the priest. And, and God would take them. And while they did not have an area of land of inheritance, they would be given 48 cities. Known as the cities of refuge. These belong to the tribe of Levi. See what's the lesson here? The lesson is this. That when we commit sin and we we uh, we 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 fall in the wrong direction, if we don't change our ways, you can expect destruction. The way of the transgressor is hard. You can expect these things. But here's the wonderful thing: if you have made some mistakes and you have fallen, you if. You confess your sin, 1 John 1, 9. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And I believe that Levi received later a blessing because Levi chose to do right. The next son that he brings up, he says, all right, next, he brings up Judah in verse number 8. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be... In the neck of thine enemies, thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp from my, the prey. My son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be, binding his foe unto the vine, his ass's colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine, his clothes in the blood of grapes his eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk next he has a son Judah come up Judah had made some poor choices entire chapter we studied on Judah's poor choice when he went away from the children but he repented he obviously went back home he got these things right It is he that stands in front of his father and says, you know, uh, remember the other brother said, if we don't come back with Simeon, you can kill my two boys. That was awful brave of him, right? Uh, But it was was, uh, a Judah that said, I will put my life. I will be held responsible. My life for his. And you see a changed man uh, in Judah's life. And, uh, and so when he prophesies about Judah, we see a couple of things. In verse number 8, he uh, prophesies that he's going to be a leader. He's going to be a leader. He says, Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. He's going to be a leader. He's going to be praised. He's going to be powerful. And when, when it talks about uh, the scepter, it's talking, of course, about David. The line of David all the way to the Lord Jesus Christ until Shiloh come. But he talks about the praise and the power there and how David will be successful as a king. So he talks about him and his leadership. And then he talks about the lion in verse number uh, 9. He will be a royal tribe. Jesus, of course, will be the lion of Judah. He speaks of the Lord in verse number 10, the prophecy that through this line, the, the Christ, the Messiah, would come. You know the Holy Spirit's in charge for the prophecy of the Lord Jesus being shared here. You see a leader, the lion, the Lord, and then he mentions the land in verse number 11 and 12, and how that there would be plenty, and he would be prosperous in a time of peace. And I believe it's pointing to the fact that that's what one day the Lord Jesus Christ will bring. And that day is coming. So you have here Judah. Next he brings Zebulun in verse number 13. And Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. We don't know a whole lot. We do know that Zebulun was one of those who uh, sold out Joseph. But in the prophecy, Jacob prophesies that the tribe of Zebulun would have a a, a coastal interest. They would be on the coast, which according to Joshua chapter 19 and verse number 11, that's exactly where they went. They would have a commercial interest. They would be a prosperous people. And they would expand all the way up to Sidon. Uh, It says Sidon, which is Tyre and Sidon. And and, and they would uh, see much success and uh, that tribe did go straight there. They became, uh, when they when they established in the lane of Canaan, uh, they became a prosperous coastal merchants. When Assyria would come down, uh, they were taken captive, but those that weren't taken captive, uh, they went out in their boats, and uh, there's a whole lot of stories there what happened to them. It's interesting if you want to study and read it, uh, but it's not in the scripture, so it's not really important right now, but It is interesting to study. Uh, But uh, the tribe of Zebulun. Then he brings Issachar in verse 14 and 15. He prophesies about Issachar that, number one, he talks about his strength. In verse number 14, Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens. He talks about his strength, that he is as a strong ass, as the Bible says. Powerful, useful, not that smart, (laughs) Um, Stubborn. Uh, you know, you got to kind of feel sorry for him. I mean, Judah's a lion, right? I think Dan's going to be a wolf or something like that, and then he gets to be a donkey. Uh, but um, he talks about his strength, his dependability, his, his satisfaction in verse number 15. And he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant. And he bowed his shoulder to bear and became a servant unto tribute. His strength, his satisfaction, he, he saw that the land was pleasant and he just wanted to go home. And be back in his land. His servitude is mentioned there and he would pay tribute. Now, all these things are just what happened, just as Jacob prophesied. But looking back if we can take that little glance back and maybe kind of see what I'm saying I, I think we've also seen Israel going from God establishing them to this point now to t- in this age in, in, in which we live now we saw Reuben that he had all the potential right all the potential but he lost it because of sin we saw Simeon his wicked choices because of that, life was not pleasant, and soon they were no more. Levi. Levi, I believe, made the wrong choices too, but there was repentance. And because of that, there would be a restoration. I believe you see Israel's history. In Reuben, God gave them so much potential and possibility. I read in my devotions this morning, in the book of East, or yesterday in my devotions the book of Ezekiel chapter number 4 and 5 God said I placed you in the midst of all nations he blessed Israel in such ways but they threw it all away because of their wrong choices you see that in Reuben you see that in Simeon but before Christ returns Israel would be restored after a captivity amen they would just want to be back in their home just as we just talked about And they uh, would repent and they would be there. And then the Lord Jesus came. He lived and walked on the streets there in Israel. He would die for our sins. He'd resurrect. He's in heaven today. Then Zebulun and Issachar. A picture that the people would one day be fruitful again. Productive again. And Israel is just that. Issachar, there would be strength there being back home and they are and then we're introduced to dan verse 16 dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of israel dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of israel dan shall be a serpent by the way an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels so that his rider shall fall backward Dan's talked about here a prophecy of Dan, first of all of his position. He shall judge his people. A great judge. In the book of judges, there was a mighty, powerful judge that came from the tribe of Dan. His name was Samson. obviously a picture of this, but a great strength great power but in verse number 17 a great poison Dan shall be a serpent by the way an adder in the path that bideth the horse heels it was the tribe of Dan in Judges chapter number 18 that brought idolatry into Israel in 1st Kings chapter number 12 it was the tribe of Dan that Jeroboam was asked and they did set up golden calves to be worshipped in idolatry. Idolatry and power and those things became a poison to the people of Israel. I believe in my studies that Dan's a picture of the Antichrist because just when Israel's getting settled and back in their land which they are it became a nation in 1948, and they've only grown in prosperity and strength and power since then. But things are going to get rough here. As soon as the rapture takes place, which we've been talking about on Sunday mornings, it will begin a time of Jacob's trouble. And the Antichrist will be revealed, and he'll make all kinds of promises that will bring Peace but at the midway point of this tribulation period the Antichrist with all of his position and all of his power will then turn in a great poison he will turn on the people of Israel and two thirds of Israel will die it's a terrible thing but it's true as God will then send the Lord at the end of those seven years and Jesus will come the Antichrist and the devil they'll be gone and he will rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years, amen and thus we read I have waited for thy salvation O Lord by the time the Antichrist turns and what he does Israel will be looking for their God Praise the Lord. He will come. A lot of prophecy. We'll stop. We'll continue next week. But uh, if anything, I want you to consider this. God's always in command. He's always in charge. All these things prophesied, not just what the tribes would do in the next 500 years, but also what's going on to this day. And God is working, and God's will shall be done. I'm glad I'm on the winning side, amen? There's so many different lessons with all these different characters. If there's sin in your life, confess it. Praise the Lord he forgives. And praise the Lord he can do great and wonderful things with a heart that is humble and repentant towards him.